Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? Hey. How you doing, man? I got my homie, Miss Mona, with me. Hey, we're here. Producer Dan's off to the side. Hey, hey. (laughs) But I can um, see him this time. That's right. So, hey, we're so glad you guys are here with us. And, um, man, it's been a rough few days. It's been rough. Um, But as I said earlier, when we ran this one time, then the batteries went dead on us. (laughs) Now you said that. They didn't know. (laughs) They didn't even know that. Now they know. (laughs) Um, One of of our our guys and and friends in Burma, we're praying for you guys um, as you're going through this military coup. um, And pray that God will work in that and and they'll resolve that issue. So know you're in our thoughts and our prayers. And we love you guys dearly. But let's talk about us. (laughs) We've... um, I haven't had power since Saturday morning at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Sunday, 7.30 a.m. So Dan's been S- about like... Saturday, me. like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Um, I and they it have it back, but I do not. Yes. So Miss <laughs> Mona's learning the issue of needing water. Learning how to have a power failure with no water. <laughs> exactly. It's different. So, um, well, we're going to be in Exodus chapter 20 today. <laughs> And looking at verse 13, we're continuing on. I think what we're going to do is we're going to see how many have we done this time? Three? So we may take a break next week and then come back with the last few on a run. We may take a little break next week. Try to throw a little curveball every so often, and then we'll deal with the rest of them when we come back. Okay. Good with you? Sure. I have no clue where we're going next week, nor do I have a plan. (laughs) But anyway, so once again, we're right here. Why don't um, I open this up in prayer? Okay. And then you read the verse. It's only <laughs> five words, four words. One, two, three. I count four, so. Yeah, four words. I thought I said, I said five to begin with. <laughs> I was looking at the one below it. And then we'll just dive in, all right? So let's pray. Father God, we come, and Lord, we seek your face. Uh, we want to offer this time to you, to be used by you, Father God, so that we would understand more of your word, Lord. And God, we need you. We need you in our midst. We look around at our country and some things that are happening that we just don't agree with, Father, biblically and spiritually, and others would um, mock us and and speak against us. But, Lord, you tell us in Scripture that if they did that to you, they would definitely do it to us. So, Lord, we want to just live for you. And no matter what else anybody says or what else anybody thinks, Lord, your word rings true. Because your word is a truth. So we love you today. I ask you to speak into us. Help us to understand more of your scripture. Because as we understand more of your scripture, we understand you more. And as a result, we'll love you more. But God, we love you right now. We just praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So Exodus twenty thirteen says, you shall not murder. Wow. Okay, we're done. Goodbye. Okay. So, so, look at that. First try and everything. First try. Yeah, she didn't I'm even a good practice. reader. Yeah. She didn't even have to try to get that out, man. So They're stumbling. Bumbling. So uh, one of the things that we want to – hey, check this out. Um, I, I got this – this was years ago, but I found this truth out. 
when a youth reaches 18, <laughs> and this was some years ago, maybe almost 10 years ago, so I'm, I would be willing to bet that these numbers are much higher. Mm-hmm. But by the time a youth reaches 18, they have witnessed more than 80,000 murders Yikes. via TV, mm. movies, or video mm-hmm. games. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would dare say that number has doubled. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so to me, this is one of those uh, commandments that is absolutely needed for today. Yep. I mean, it's everywhere. Yep. Yep. It is. I mean, video games profit oh, yeah. billions off of murder. Let's be I, honest. I would say that probably because that's kind of the world I grew up in. Um, Probably the top ten video games are all first person shooters where your your main objective at any given time is Just to, to shoot, shoot something. Shoot him out. Yeah. Shoot him up. <clears throat> Much more so than John Wayne ever did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's I'll, true. I you know, I watched it as a classic Western and I, I like Westerns and so I watched it and then they made it remade it and now there is like crazy amount more shooting and killing that in the modern need. day one. Oh, yeah. Of course, because that's what they need. Ones. So it's like, they need that wow, man. For the ratings. Well, um, it's one of those things we talked about um, as parents. Like, it used to be, if it was on TV, it was pretty safe for your kids to watch, to, yeah. to some extent, when I was growing up in, in the early 80s. Now you look, and everything new that comes out, was it rated TV, M8? everything and it's like what what is left anymore but it's because that's what people are paying for you know right exactly so the word for murder is rasa right there now i want to make one we're going to throw one little caveat here it's never used when it's talking about war that word is never used um that's a sort of a different conversation and topic for another day how god deals with war and and the like but we're talking about a premeditated Mm -hmm. type of thought where you just get mad at somebody don't like them and are like i'm gonna take you out right and and then you follow through on that so where do you think this really comes from what's why what's the basis of this thought what's the basis of this commandment and what does it really have for us today uh (laughs) That's not it. <laughs> um, well, I would say that um, to make note, first of all, and, and this answers the question on us, I promise. But this section of commandments, starting with um, honor your father and mother that we talked about that last week, is now dealing with how we are to deal with each other and treat each other where the um, previous ones were talking about how we are our relationship with God. So now it's our relationship with others. And so um, I read and I, and it's, I believe it's true that the reason that God said, do not murder is because we are all made in God's image. And so um, that places an important importance on each individual. And so, that would be why he wanted to protect his creation. I totally agree. That's what I, I have written out there is that because of that. But think about this. We're the highest of God's creation, mm-hmm. the only um, living thing with a soul, mm-hmm. which is what makes us more like God than anything else alive. But we hurt him the most. Yep. And we've broken what we were created to do. We were created to worship. That was the main agenda, mm-hmm. and it was, and really to worship God through 
daily time with him. Adam and Eve walked with God. We know that. But also to work his land. It's in the Garden of Eden. God, work came before the fall. It would have been so much easier. Right, right. But to do that and to worship, I mean, it's all based around worship. So, so many of us don't worship. And then so many of us stand against God and the things mm-hmm. of God that we, you know, I've said it all the time. You know, pigs still oink, mm-hmm. cows still moo, and dogs still bark. Right. But man, many, many times never worships. Right. And so we break his heart more than any created living being. And yet we're the one that is most like him because we're made in his image. His image we right. have a soul and we're like him right. in that aspect. Right. So what is it? Why would we get? How could you get to the point of wanting to murder somebody? Yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. I can't imagine getting to that point. Um, but I mean, I've been really mad at people right. before, <laughs> right? I mean, mad enough to throw hands. Well, I mean, I fight yeah. not right, but no, never right, to not like to I murder, want to right? Producing that, I want to kill you, right? I've never got to that point. No. I'm not a fast runner. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, growing up, you get mad like that. But I can honestly say, there's never crossed my mind yeah. to ever want somebody uh-uh. dead. Right. Nope. That's a form of rage and anger. Right. That I don't, I can't relate to. I don't understand it. Right. You know, I was reading my proverb in Proverbs all day. It says, and there's a difference there. Be angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the. Solomon wrote. So anger is one thing. It's an emotion we're, that's built right. into us right. that we have. God was angry. Right. But at the same time, never so much that you're going to, that it leads to sin. And really, what it's talking about there is talking about rage and, mm-hmm. and wrath mm-hmm. and going crazy. So, um, what do you guys think? I mean, what what is it about this? Um, I have a couple verses I want to read. Um, but any other things about you guys? Well, I'll, I'll tell you just real quick. The. Uh, the idea, and one of the things I think to go along with, with um, you know, the idea that murder is so bad because we're creating God's image is also, I think, long before the physical act of murder, whoever is going to to commit that murder has devalued the other person so much and has, you know, taken something that God created and and put them lower than what God intended. So I think there's a almost on a spiritual level, a, a devaluing, a murder of that person's identity in God's eyes long before the physical one takes place. Or go, or an evaluation of yourself mm-hmm. to the, uh, uh, that's not the right word. Elevation. Uh, elevation yeah. of yourself, yes. That um, to the point where you think that you're so much better. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, so maybe it's this, the two sides of the same coin, but yeah. I, you know, I can see it both ways yeah. that, you know, you think that you're so much better. And so then the, the world isn't worthy of them. And the reason that I say that, are you going to Cain? No, I was not. <laughs> oh, but I was going somewhere else. <laughs> but let me say this and, and going to Cain, here's what you do here. I'm going I'm to put this all in a spiritual little bow tie here for us. As we're talking about that, what we do when we do all that is we take God's place in the dominion of man. Yes. Yep. We, we put ourselves right. on the pedestal, on the throne of God, that we should have dominion, that we decide mm-hmm. who lives and dies. Right. Not God. 
right? Yep. Now, here's a, here's the a funny thing. I, God already knows. <laughs> I believe yep. God knows the day you're going to die in his foreknowledge. I believe he knows it. But you, when you take it, what you're not thinking about that in the moment. What you're doing is you're putting yourself as God, and you're the judge, and you have dominion, not God. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I wrote in, my, in some of these notes, I said, it is a straight frontal attack on God's dominion in our life. Yes. I, yeah. And... And that kind of sums up what we were both yeah, were saying. Yeah. That, and yeah, it was funny because I was about to go after Dan and you spoke. <laughs> but then as you started speaking, I was like, well. I'm just going to put a little bow tie on it. <laughs> that works. It works for us. So what you got there? Well, what? Um, I don't know. I was going to go to Keene. But also because I was going to go to First John. Um Wow, First John. I know, but First John. Love John's, that book. First, yeah. Do you? Is yeah, it your favorite? Yeah, it's my. I fave. think it's becoming the favorite of some many women in our church too. Yes. So you know, but I can't find it. <laughs> you want, you want me to help you out? Yes. Well, I, I need to know what you're looking for first. For Cain, about Cain. Oh, Cain. You sure? You're, you sure it's not Jude? Oh, maybe. <laughs> the way of no. Cain. No, it talks about Cain and First John. I promise. I know it does. Here it is. I found it. <laughs> you let me get there. First John trying, I was three. Chaos breaking out in here. I know. See, <laughs> it is because I because my memory is so bad. Sorry. That's what it is, and yeah, I can't. It and I've got it. For this First John three, starting at verse eleven, this is the message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. And see, we can go. We can go off on that. That that's why mm-hmm. people murder because they don't love. We're, I'm getting there. What? I'm getting there. <laughs> um, we should not be like Cain, who was the, the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. And so we see there that he was um, envious of his brother. He, uh, he knew. And if you read in Genesis, it says that he was very, he knew that God was pleased with um, Abel's sacrifice and not his sacrifice and, and how that displeased him. Um, <clears throat> the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why is your face fallen? Because Cain knew. Yeah. He knew. And so he figured that um, that he saw that Abel's was accepted and his wasn't. And so because of that, then he decided that, like we both said, the two mm-hmm. the things that we both said, he valued himself more than than Abel, and he figured that Abel, even though he knew that he pleased God, that Abel didn't need to be around anymore. Well, it's, and it comes down to a form of religion. He got <laughs> mad that God wasn't accepting, accepting him his way. Right, right. It's so like, you know, when God asked us to come worship him, this is going off my sermon from Sunday, he asked us to bring our very best. Mm-hmm. I think he means it um, physically as far as our heart goes, right. financially, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you read Leviticus chapter 2, he tells us to bring fine flour. Well, he told mm-hmm. them to bring fine mm-hmm. flour. Very expensive in my right. research about what the fine flour, made from the very inner part of the core of the kernel. It was very expensive. So, And I said this in, the, in my sermon. You just didn't break that out to make bread for dinner tonight, mm-hmm. okay? It was when you had special right. people coming. He said, put frankincense on it, which is a picture of the fragrance of the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He said, put oil on it, which is a picture of the Holy Spirit. He said, and then never forget the salt, which is salt was a preservative. So remember the covenant. So when he's telling him to come worship, he said, I want you to give me the very best you have. And what Cain did was he bought the best of his hands, Mm -hmm. not the best of his heart, which is what religion does. Right. 
I want to build my way to you, God. Right. I don't need you to come down. I'm coming to you, which can never happen. We need right. God to come down. Right. It, I could go off on that whole right. lot, but I'm not. <laughs> but anyway, that was also to whet your appetite for my sermon from Sunday. <laughs> um, but I do agree. Um, and by the way, I have that in my notes as well. First John passage. Well, right, because then we jump down to verse 15, and it says, Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. And so we we see, we say that we've never been so angry that we would think of murdering, but here in the Word it says even when you hate your brother, yeah, that yeah. you're a murderer. And Jesus goes on that way too. Right. You know, he says, you know, in Matthew chapter 5, if you hate somebody, you've murdered yeah. them. Yeah, it's crazy, but because it all stems from our heart. Right. This is where all these come from. Right. You know, Jesus with the rich young ruler. You remember the story? The rich young ruler comes and he runs down and he and he falls. And I've got written a lot of times. You know, the rich young ruler came to the right person at the right time, which mm-hmm. is any time, with the right question: What must I do to inherit mm-hmm. eternal mm-hmm. life? He came with the right attitude. He right. called Jesus good, and right. Jesus said, yep. "Why you call me good? Ain't nobody good but God. What, what do you call me?" Good? So he came with all these rights. But he had the wrong heart. Yes. Because when Jesus says, he says, you know, you know the commandments, yes. and he did the ones that you could actually commit physically. Don't murder, don't commit adultery, right. all these right here. Don't steal, don't bear <laughs> fault witness, don't covet. And you can and now this is one of my favorite stories because they use my sanctified imagination. <laughs> not my divine imagination, as they've said on the goose of grace before. Sanctified imagination. And you see this guy and he looks up and goes, Man, I got all them, Jesus, yo. He's feeling pretty good. <laughs> right yep. there, buddy. We could. I so wish you had a video of him doing <laughs> that right throwing now. up the deuces, y'all. That's what the guy said. He goes, got you, Jesus. I knew it. <laughs> and he, and he, maybe he's got his posse behind him, you know, because this dude's a rich young ruler. You know homeboy had a posse. You don't travel alone, you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't travel alone. If you are a rich young ruler, you're not traveling alone. You know what I'm saying? You got your boys you with you. You got your hype man, Exactly. Yeah. You got your boys. He just needs a big gold chain. He'd be all good right now. Be dropping coin everywhere they go, you know what I'm saying? And can you see him? Look, eyes all sparkling, looking back at his boys going, I got it from the man right here. <gasps> And then Jesus drops a hammer. Mm. Because here was the problem. His heart right. was given over to his money. Yep. Now, some of you are out there going, you talking about money, man. We talking about murder. You talking <laughs> about money with this dude. You how you could James says if you break it at one place, you've you broken the whole law. Yep. And by the way, Jerry Vines, I love this quote. He says, one's heart, so we're really talking about the mm-hmm. heart here apart from the grace of God, is capable of every sin that anybody has ever committed on this earth. Absolutely. And so the rich young ruler, he says, you know, one thing you lack. I'm going to preach a series on the one thing in the Bible because about five times you read this one thing. Give away all you got to the poor and come follow me. Mm-hmm. Now what Jesus is not saying is you got to be poor to go right. to heaven. Right. Now what Jesus is saying is, that's what's important That's to what's you. important to you. Right. Your heart is given over. Where your treasure is, there yeah, your right. heart is. That's right. Or do I have it backwards? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're right. Is that right? Yeah. I'm thinking about it. So then the Bible says he went away sad mm-hmm. because he had great wealth. Yep. I believe it to be a real story. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that was a parable. Mm. And if that was real, then that dude's in hell today because his money had his... Had his heart. If you're not careful, you can become such an angry person. 
that you'll do things you never thought you would do. Right. What do you guys think? I know I sort of went on a tangent there. Uh, uh, Y'all are so amazing. I could, just, I could be just ripping kind on of that about rich young ruler, man. <laughs> no, but it is. It's one of those things. Uh, it amazes me. Um, you know, in the last few years, there's been such a rise in, in all these shows about true crime and things. And, yeah. and every now and then, I'll run across one. And number one, I have I have huge issues uh, uh, with that. But um, uh, crime is entertainment. But the uh, what, oh, I'm so lost. I'm so scared right now. I'm, I'm with you, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, it, it, what amazes me is most of these people is it, not like, oh, I woke up and I decided I was going to kill somebody today. It was these little, right. uh, these things they didn't even notice at the time that they started down that path without realizing it. And, and people who go to church on a regular basis, myself included, we, we fall into this thing. Oh, well, that's horrible. I could never do that. But then you start getting out of your word. You start... You know, thinking things you shouldn't think, partaking in things you shouldn't partake in, and and one of the problems with that is that we change. So many people are like, "Well, I got out of that addiction, I got out of that sin." If all you did was change your actions, you're going to be back there in a month or two. You've yeah. got to change your heart right. first. Which is why um, Jesus was so radical in his teaching, yeah. because and. And why they didn't like his teaching mm-hmm. because he went straight for the heart and went straight to, um, you know, how many times in Matthew does he say, you have heard it said, but I say to you, um, taking all of the, what they have been taught and saying, I'm not saying that those aren't valid, but here's where it's hitting needs to hit you in the heart. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what's important is where your heart is and what is in your heart. Um, and, and so, that offended. It offends. It still offends yeah. um, even today. But that's the truth of the matter is where is our heart and what is in your heart? Out of the heart is where these things come from. Well, you know, Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. Right. Who can know it? Right. Which is basically what we were talking about just yeah. a minute ago. You can commit anything. And so you're talking there, it really struck me. You remember part of the New Testament when they, they, they send the um, the – I want to say gangsters. <laughs> yeah, a new translation this week or something. Well, that, I don't know that's what's going. it. The Hank loose <laughs> translation right there. No, but they sent they sent some soldiers, soldiers, gangsters. <laughs> is there a close knit deal? No. Um, just from my son, that is bait click. <laughs> <laughs> um, Remember, they, they they sent him to Jesus, and they get to Jesus, and he's talking like you mm-hmm. said, you've heard it said, you've heard it mm-hmm. said, you've, mm-hmm. but I say. Yep. Now, I believe, number one, he's establishing dominion yep. of himself again. Yep. He's establishing who's God and who's not. Yep. And they come back, and what do they say? We have never heard anybody talk like that dude. Right. And I believe they're talking about Gamaliel and all these yes. other schools of the law and all these other yeah. rabbis that are around nobody right. has ever gone as far as this dude who takes the law as we know it, yet instead of says, it is written, he says, I say. Right. Yeah. Yep. Because it's all riding on Jesus. And I think we don't understand just how radical that was to to go from the law radical. says to I say. Cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, they were all about the law. Mm-hmm. Listen, people say all the time, Pharisees would have been great neighbors. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
I mean, no, no loud music on Friday yeah. night. Wouldn't been like at Mona's house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Party town. Nothing like that. If you guys know Mona, you know how funny that is. Um, so none of that. You know, you never gonna have. They're never gonna be over there calling the law. What like that? They're just gonna yeah. be very quiet and mm-hmm. go about and follow the law to the T. Right. So then here comes Jesus and he upsets the mm-hmm. apple cart. Yeah. I mean, Jesus like. You know, you heard us say, hey, don't commit adultery and I front, but I tell you, love your neighbor, love mm-hmm. your enemy. I mean, bless those that curse you. Yeah. Right. And if you got hate in your heart, you committed murder. And guess who they hated? Him. Him. <laughs> right. So he was telling them, you guys are a bunch mm-hmm. of murderers mm-hmm. because you hate me, all because I'm telling you, I'm fulfilling. Can I? I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> How could they not have known he was who he said he was? Did well, because their eyes were blinded, because well, no, their heart want, was blinded, they and they didn't, didn't want, want to hear it. Their heart was hardened. But even they knew it when when Herod said, Where, "Where's this dude? What well, yeah. the scripture says he's gonna be born in Bethlehem." <laughs> right. <laughs> well, where was he born in? At Jesus Bethlehem. Yeah. Where did he go? It says, my son, I'll bring him out of Egypt. Where did Jesus flee to with Joseph? Uh, Egypt. Where did they settle back when they got back? Uh, Nazareth. Where does the Bible say? He shall be called a Nazarene. Hello? Right. <laughs> if only there were some clues. If only there were some clues in the Bible, in the Old Testament word about how we can know when who the Messiah was. And then when John the Baptist sends him, sends the disciples to him and says, they said, Jesus, hey, look, man. Go tell them, I open the blinded eyes. I make yep. the mute to speak, the deaf to hear. I heal the the the, par- the lame. I make them to walk. Yep. He, You realize what he was saying there? I'm the one talked about in the Old Testament, yeah, dude. Right. And we, I mean, you see it now. We look everywhere except in God's word for him. I mean, we want to put it, Dr. Phil and every other doctor we can put in there, but but ignore the one that created Dr. everyone. Phil talk to my dog. <laughs> And my dog got mental issues. <laughs> yeah, what you got? That's what happens. We've been without electricity a few days. That's right. <laughs> Things get a little weird. So, but, okay, can we, you got anything? No, go. Okay, here's why else, and, and we don't have but literally four minutes See, left. I figured. Here's another reason. Jesus don't want us to be angry all the ding-dang time. Right. You know, all right, question. (gasps) Catch Mona time. Dun, dun, dun. What's my favorite verse? Not my life verse, but I've said it before. I can have one book, 1 John. One chapter, Romans 8. One verse, it would be. I'm going to get it wrong. (laughs) Because I'm going to say Galatians 2.20, but that's not right. It's in Roman. No. No, see, I don't know. I've only said it 195,000 times since you've been here. John 10.10. 10. Oh, that's right. I was going for numbers. <laughs> John 10.10 10 would say, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. But I have come. Right. So that they may have life, yep. not death, not murder, and life more abundantly. Yes. That's how Jesus wants us to live. Right. Y'all realize we have not even touched on Psalm 139 today. We have we're not. fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> and I know you have an issue with that chat no, because I, oh, everybody yeah. skips. Everybody skips. See, I remember these things See, about you, you could, there, I'm little girl. You. <laughs> <laughs> Good 
good. Thank you. She struggles with Psalm 139. Not that she don't like it. Struggle with it. But she doesn't like it that we skip the omniscience, omnipresence of the. She actually. I don't struggle with the psalm. I struggle with people. Who only think verses 13 through 16 are in that psalm when there's so many others. Yes, they're well. We we tend to emphasize ourselves. Just skip to the meat part. That's the good stuff. Well, we tend to emphasize ourselves. And especially women. It's not just a psalm about how fabulous and wonderful we are as women, but it's a psalm about how fabulous and wonderful God is. I'm just saying. But didn't he make you? He did. Wonderfully and fearfully. He did. And so there is that truth there. But when we don't focus, when we focus on that and we don't focus on God, then we've missed the whole point. You know, there are going to be people out there that are going to be like, oh, my Lanty, you're just not going to deal with that. Y'all, you're going to throw this out and you're going to whet our appetites for this right out here. But seriously, God wants you to have life and have it more abundantly. He wants you to smile. Man, people smile. Everything around us, people want to hate. They want to be mad and angry all the ding ding time. And here I'm going, dude, just smile. Love the other person. Mm-hmm. Love them. He, di- he didn't die for you to just try to get through another day. Exactly. You know. Let your heart swell with love for your neighbor. Well, and then go read First John, his favorite book, <laughs> because it talks. It, I mean, Suck it's, up. It's <laughs> trying to get on it back on his good side. <laughs> But it is just full of why it's so important for us to love our yes. neighbors, our, our brothers, and why, what that, the app, either the presence or the absence of that love shows about us. Tells us who we are, where we're going. Exactly. And so, um, I mean, if you've not delved into it, and, you know, just read it and look for that word love and see what it says about you. Bunch of times in there. <laughs> it is. It's over and over. I mean, he, he, I mean, well, the great quote from there is if you hate your brother whom you've seen, mm-hmm. how can you love God whom, whom you've not seen? Not seen. Mm-hmm. Right. Then he goes on short that and says, if that's the case of your life, you're a liar. Right. <laughs> but not only, right. Well, we could just keep talking about first John, but yeah. Oh, but, could we? <laughs> we could. Or John 10 10. Yes. As we close. <laughs> Mere seconds. <laughs> Seriously, he won't, don't. Hey, here's a great thought for your life, okay? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the gangster coming out again. <laughs> don't go kill nobody. Chain. Nobody is worth it, man. They have as much right to live as you have. Well, right. And I was going to say, um, you know, we talked about how, have we ever felt like we wanted to murder somebody and we go into the new testament and it talks about how if we are angry with our brother then we've murdered them and if we hate them then we've murdered them and i would beg to say that that all of us um i'm gonna just gonna say it for myself though but that you know have we been guilty of wanting to hate them that wanting to murder them just in our thoughts like just in our thoughts wanting to do away with them Yes. Not wanting to murder them, shoot them, kill them, take their life from them, but but murdering them in our thoughts. I mean, we do it all the time, don't we? Yep. And that's not what Jesus wants. Guilty. And so, but Jesus wants us to love them. I try. Me too. Some people are very hard. <laughs> I don't know what's going on back there. Uh, in the background, don't turn around. Yeah, no. My son's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's doing the game. We're trying dance. to be serious. We're talking about God. God's love. Okay. So, hey, I don't know. How do you close this? (laughs) (laughs) 
again without power a few days. We get a little weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's true. You got to close the thought uh, there, Dan. You know, looking at you, man. It's like. Not really. I mean, it, read again, facial just, cues. B- just be careful. Um, again, that, that path starts with. Uh, I'll say again, stay in God's word. Yes, Hold on to that. That is key. Yep. In his grace. Yeah. In his grace. And his mercies are new every I, I'm really being drawn to that passage that his mm-hmm. mercies are new every day. Yep. Don't don't rely on yesterday's man or yesterday's grace. Mm-hmm. You need today's. Yep. Any closing thing? Um, I would just say so don't don't look at that commandment and say it's only four words. Right. But look at that commandment and see what it is that um of your heart that God wants to take a hold of. Yeah, we've just spent 32 minutes about those four words yep. and could go on. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, like I said, we didn't get Psalm 139. We could go really more um, just about the whole heart issue, right. but our time is limited. And um, so, hey, close in prayer. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you for life, and I thank you for abundant life. And I thank you that you have um, chosen us and you have called us yours. And so may we walk from here um, showing your love and showing your grace and your mercy and not hatred and anger. And Lord, um, I pray that the words that we have spoken, that you would take them in and cause them to um, pierce people's hearts for your glory and your good. And we lift these things up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, once again, I am Hank Meadows, Pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and this is the mosaic that is Marion. <laughs> Reach back old times. I have Miss Mona with me today, my homie, hey. and producer Dan over there yep. on the beats. Yeah. As you get down. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Bye.